All right, guys. Welcome to today's episode of the SA Voice Podcast. Um, today we have a couple cool guests on. We have uh, Mr. Tyler Payne-Renaud from the SA Board of Directors and Ms. Raquel Paredes. Um, she's the SA Marketing and Events Coordinator. Um, two very involved people here in the school and uh, just a couple people I'd love to have on just to talk to you guys um, about money and budgeting. And I think it's a really good kind of topic to delve into this time of year with tax season right around the corner. Um but anyway, um, we're going to have a discussion with them, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Okay, guys. Welcome to another episode of SA Voice Podcast. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks um, for having us. We're joined by... Tyler Painter No. Awesome. And uh, what do you do at the school here, man? Uh, Third-year accounting student. I work uh, in the SA and the board of directors. Awesome. And yeah, I'm the treasurer as well, so I look after a lot of the budgeting, the financial uh, aspects to the board and what we deal with on a monthly basis really so excellent well thanks for coming on and i am raquel paredes i'm marketing and events coordinator for the student association great how long have you worked there i've been there t- since 2017 so i guess going on three years oh wow yeah. good for you nice. yeah. okay well thanks for coming on today guys um today's episode we're going to talk about financial literacy um and how it relates to student life and why it's important um i thought this was a cool episode to kind of wrap up this time of year tax season's right around the corner um students are looking for summer jobs so it's kind of a good idea just to have money on the mind and uh talk budgeting so I wanted you guys both here because you both have good expertise with uh, with money in your jobs. Um, you with the board and you and you with the SA and the overall budget for events and that kind of stuff. Um, so I'll, I'll pose this question to both of you. Um, we'll start with Ms. Raquel. Um, why, why do you think um, budgeting is not taught enough in high school? And um, where are some areas that students in general could use budgeting in their daily lives? For sure. Um, so as well as I'll just give you a bit of background, <clears throat> excuse me, about myself as well. Um, I manage budgets within the SA, but um, previous to that for five years, I was a financial advisor at a bank as well. Ooh, okay. um, so I think I learned a lot of <clears throat> just in my job, a lot of things that I think would be very important for students to learn in terms of mortgages, investing, mm-hmm. Um, when you get out of high school, I sense that you don't like when I was in high school, that was a lot of years ago when I didn't learn anything in terms of investing, mortgages, taxes, nothing. And so you get out and you get your first tax return and you're like, what, what do I do? And then you start making money and you don't know how to invest it. And then you want to buy a house and you don't know how to save for that house. And then you get into the process and you don't even know where to start. Um, so I think that there's just even the basics of like investing mortgages, um, taxes should be start you should start learning them in high school and then go into a university or college setting um and just learn the basics and then whatever pertains to your life or with that moment in your life you can learn more about but um i think there's definitely areas that need improvement i could not agree more i definitely find um the financial aspects lacking i mean We've all seen those funny memes out there. I can't believe I'm u- not using Pythagoras theorem this Pythagoras theorem <laughs> season, right? Well, even though it's tax season, yeah. it's a joke on the fact that maybe we're taught things that we really don't need when we should be learning basic life skills, budgeting, all that kind of stuff. Um, how about you, Tyler? Yeah, it is kind of peculiar why we didn't learn anything really in high school because I remember I took accounting in grade eleven and twelve, but again, that was very. It was always make believe made up money, made up stories. It wasn't anything real to, you know, applying it in my current situation or being 17, 18 and just starting a new job. Like Raquel said, like I have this money now. So I wonder if it's maybe that we're, we're babying students, we're babying people up to the age of 18 and it's like, okay, well figure it out now. Yeah. And it's like, well, how could I figure it out if I don't have the, like the fundamentals and the 
the basics to to actually figure it out. Yeah. So uh, that's where they, I think they, yeah, they need help in that area for sure. Good point. We're yeah. asking students to raise their hand to go to the bathroom and then yeah. they graduate and they're buying houses. Yeah. Um, you it's like I mean? you're almost setting them up for failure in a lot of those aspects. Cause Absolutely. unless you go out and learn it yourself, or if you're a job in a job that you need to learn it or something like that, then you get into these situations and you're depending on other people and advisors in a bank or a mortgage advisor or something like that to tell you what or parents to yeah. tell you what you need to do. And a lot of the time, I think even like some parents don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think there, there's a lot of knowledge gaps in terms of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people, they generally, people stay away from, from topics they're not comfortable with, right? right? And money is that <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So that kind of leads me to my next question. So how much more comfortable are you than, um, let's say your peers or your spouses or your family members with money, just knowing your kind of background and the job that you kind of do on an everyday basis. So Tyler, we'll start with you, man. So um, the budgets you kind of look over for the board of directors, I know um, it's not a full-time job. We're only doing it a few hours a month, but um, how has your experience working with the um, board of directors and being the treasurer really translated to your personal life? Are you finding more money aware? Well, honestly, I've, feel like it happened like earlier than starting with the board but um I think I wasn't still that young age I was fortunate that I was able to understand the value <clears> of money at a, at a young age you know didn't really have a lot of money growing up like a lot of like extra spending money or like if you really want that like you have to figure out a way to get it so you know starting like doing a newspaper route and getting a job so I kind of had the value of money that, okay it doesn't just appear out of nowhere and, and you know maybe a lot of people or students and younger people are getting that vibe that oh, I just asked mom and dad for some money or I'll ask my grandma for some money. And it just kind of gets given to them without a sense of like earning it or that type of thing. Um, but in terms for like the stuff doing with the board, I think having that larger mindset of of being nitpicky on expenses and like where we can cut some costs and it'll definitely pay it in the long run of, of saving money for the SA or maybe directing funds to a different area that is more usable for students or it gives a greater impact to the people using the resources. So it definitely helps having that background of, okay, like let's be reasonable or mindful with the money and where can we put it in a better spot to make it more advantageous for more people type of yeah. thing. That's good input for sure. Some cool things to learn there. Um, did you find it all the amount of money you guys were kind of talking about maybe um, uncomfortable with the board? Cause I know the SA um, it's a, it's a yeah. long tenured organization. They do have a savings account, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You coming in into that position and seeing what you had to deal with, was that overwhelming for you at any time? I think it's just not really because you're just basically adding some zeros to some numbers. Like it is a lot of money for sure, but you still have to be, you have to be mindful of the money and yeah. you know, that the, the, the projects are larger than what you'd normally experience in your normal life. Yeah. So you put that all into consideration and it, it, for me anyways, it just kind of makes sense. Like, okay, it's just a bigger operation. So there's more money being dispersed to different uh, accounts and expenses and that type of stuff. Yeah. And I think no matter what, like the principles that you're applying, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's $10 versus a thousand dollars. Like Truth. if you are wanting to achieve a goal, whether it be an event or office supplies or whatever, or in your own personal life, you want to have a trip in two years to Florida or something like that. You still have to break it down with the same thought process of like, okay, so if I need this much money, then I need to save this much, or I need to budget this much or, um, save expenses this here. Yeah. Um, so I think it's the same thought process, no matter how much money you're talking about and whether it's work or personal life. Um, it's just like the fundamentals of that yeah. and budgeting. That's a good point. And <laughs> that kind of 
brings me back to a quote, and you almost said it ver- verbatim. If you're not good with $10, you're not going to be good with $10,000, right? Just yeah. because you have money doesn't mean automatically you're going to start being able to be financially literate. Um, so, yeah, it's a tricky edge for sure, a tricky sword. Um, so, Raquel, how about your position in the essay? How, what kind of uh, budgeting expertise do you do in, in your position currently? Yeah, so I manage um, a variety of budgets. I also have students that um, have access to student managers who have access to budgets. Um, so I ensure that we are um, like responsibly spending the budgets throughout the school year, so that we can then, at the end of our fiscal year, um, say that our um, non-operating budget that we've spent has been spent in a responsible manner and that represents the most amount of students um, and the voice of the students essentially. Yeah, so kind of like um, an annual report, if you will. And uh, that's right around the corner, I believe. It is, yes. All (laughs) right, fun times ahead. Um, So yeah, I'll throw it back to that question I asked Tyler a few minutes ago. Um, How much more comfortable do you think you are with money and budgeting and just knowing what it is and how to use it than your average peer just just with your work life, um, Um, with your work experience? Yeah, I think like like Tyler said, I think it start definitely started before this job and just um, being fiscally responsible and like ch- paying attention to money and stuff like that. In my personal life, I am the one that within my family takes care of like our budgets and stuff like that mm-hmm. and spending, um, and we have a mortgage and all of that stuff. So like we do have a good amount of responsibility. So um, I and bill payments and stuff like that. So I think I if I compare it to my direct peer, my fiance, like I would say that I'm significantly more experienced in terms just because of my job um, and because of what I do on a day-to-day basis than him. And I think that like, it's almost a disadvantage that I do it all because he could probably learn. Um, But I think a lot of relationships and a lot of friendships, like there's definitely like an imbalance between peers depending on what they do and their work life or if they have an interest in it or if they do accounting in school. Like I think that there's just a huge imbalance. Yeah. For sure. That's a good point. I definitely think you, you see that in a lot of uh, partnerships um, where one person will kind of have control over that, right? Um, so that makes sense. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's kind of talk some budgeting tools or tips for students. So one way we I think we all, we all know what could do, and I did this a couple of years ago and I was very surprised, uh, just kind of learned my um, extra spending. So just the example I want to use is for one month, just write down everything you spend money on every little thing, every banana you buy, every coffee, everything you buy at the grocery store, add up all the extras and you'll be surprised by how much money you're spending on things that you don't need. We'll classify those as wants, right? So I was surprised. I was spending like two or 300 bucks a month on just things I didn't need. You know, I'd go out for wings and beer with the guys, all that kind of stuff. Um, whatever I wanted off Amazon that week. And it really just adds up and you really, until you budget it and you put it down on paper, you really don't have any idea of how much extra money you're spending. So, um, what are maybe one or two recommendations you guys might have for reviewers out there that are really kind of struggling with money and could use a budgeting tip? Um, I would say I am thinking, I, like even if I need to do this myself is what I was thinking. But um, even if you do it, like whether it be a semi-annual basis or something like that, just going through your bank account. And if you have a credit card statement going through like a month's worth of much like what you said, a month's worth of spending and looking at what you spent that month. And that's not to say that you shouldn't spend any money on fun things. Cause then you, yeah. there's definitely a balance to be had. Um, and kind of just taking a hard look at like if you have subscription boxes or if you have like an Amazon subscription, Prime is my enemy. I like, know. <laughs> it's my enemy. That Prime video gets you, eh? <laughs> Yeah, and so 
and like Netflix, all of that yeah. stuff, just taking a look and really considering what are your goals financially for the next year, five years, 10 years, and what's important to you and your family in terms of like fun for that month. Cause again, you don't want to lose, you don't want saving money to be your only focus. Cause then you're going to get to 10 years later and be like, I've done nothing. Yeah. Um, but if you have some short term and medium term and long term goals financially, and then you just kind of look at what your current spending is, um, and project out what you can do in terms of fun, but also be conservative and responsible and make some hard choices, then I think that you'd be um, farther ahead in the long run. That's a good point. So having kind of like a long-term vision. Yeah, and even sitting down with like, even if it's an advisor at a bank or um, a friend who has more experience in that area, like sitting down with someone else, it can be helpful too to be more like cutthroat in terms of spending. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Tyler, as a current student, are there any kind of things that you use to kind of maybe save money or just be mindful yeah. of it on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Yeah. So, I mean, it might sound like intimidating or confusing to people, but I actually just did this recently. And Brett, who's also on the board with me, we did it as well together as we created, um, like a monthly spending budget for ourselves on Excel. And it literally, you know, just list your inflows, like the money that you're making and then the outflows, all the money you're spending. Mm-hmm. And then like, like you said, literally write down everything you've spent and then see, like how much it equals up and then total like, okay, am I at a deficit here mm-hmm. or am I actually keeping some money that I can maybe save or invest or do whatever with? But it's it's nice that if you write it down and now you have it saved on your computer or like a file that you can always, it's easy to just go and add things, remove things. It's easy to just adjust it with your life as life goes, comes and goes, like the flows of it. So it just keeps you honest and on track and mindful of your money. And the more mindful you are of it, like Raquel said, like, you're going to have a life. You're going to spend things, go to the movies, go have some beers. Like yeah. it's normal to do that. That's, mm-hmm. that's a place that you don't want to cut costs to save money. Cause then like life isn't going to be fun for you. Yeah. So yeah. definitely, exactly. but there is definitely have to stay mindful and true to yourself on what are your goals? What are your objectives? What do you want to accomplish? Do you want to buy a house? Are you comfortable renting the rest of your life? Whatever it might be, that's, it's on you to decide. That's fine. But yeah. Um, just having somewhere that's written down and keep track of it is super important that I, I think a lot of people miss out on and oversee it because they think, oh, I can manage it. I can just keep it tidy in my head or something like that. It's like, mm, you'd be surprised that you, it really adds up how quickly like that swipe of a card that you don't see physical money tra- like moving oh, hands. Yeah. You just have that piece of plastic that's just like swipe, swipe, swipe. And then it's like, oh my God, I spent that much mm-hmm. this this uh, month like that's mind-blowing so just be just be careful and mindful of things that's yeah and i think it's becoming easier and easier like the wallet on your phone now like even just you don't even need to have your wallet and so you're out with friends and you're like oh yeah i'll get a coffee even if you didn't bring your cards because you didn't want to buy that coffee like (laughs) it's just so much easier now to spend money and not even realize you're doing it essentially and two dollars adds up if it's every day yeah absolutely and um let's talk about the psychology behind that for a second so um, there's been studies done um, by banks, by psychologists, and big universities. Um, so that the world is moving towards a cashless society, and that's on purpose. It's to kind of weed out the black market um, and get rid of the cash in uh, the bad guy's hands. Um, but human psyche, if, if you're spending money and you actually physically touch the cash or coins, you know that you're spending it. And it's very, very alluding to what you said. If you're just swiping the card, you're not thinking about it. And that's on purpose. And mm-hmm. banks don't want you to think about it because they want you to keep spending using their service, right? So it's almost like society's setting you up to spend every single cent you can, right? And Yeah, uh, they're not like, like it's in like, um, how do I try to say it? it, it we want to spend, we want to like have some, uh, time fun time with our money or whatever like we want to enjoy our lives so it's easy to just kind of swipe here swipe there it's 
and, and they can gather that and they want that 20% interest from the credit card every yeah. month to come into them because they're, it, they're just looking at you like a, like a money maker machine. Like that's all you really are. If, if all you're going to do is, you know, pay the minimum payment on your credit card, like $10 a month, like you're hooked on, you're hooked for life. Like yeah. you're your customer to the bank yeah. paying them money yeah. for the rest of your life. If, if you're going to live like that, which that 38% interest. Oh man. Gets yeah. you. Gross. <laughs> it's so a rabbit hole. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. So let's switch gears a little bit um, and move from budgeting to investing. Um, so maybe you could talk a little about what kind of um, investments the SA is involved in um, and the practices behind it, and then maybe anything that you guys are both personally interested in. Um, there's digital currencies, there's obviously stocks and bonds, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I just don't think the student body in general is is either A, aware of it, or B, does it enough. And I just kind of want to have a conversation about why you guys think that is and how we can help change that. Yeah, so usually students, like, they're at a time and place where it's hard to save money because you're in post-secondary, you're maybe on OSAP, or you're working that part-time job just to stay afloat, and that's and that's fine, and you're at a point in your life where you're, you're kind of slingshotting yourself, like, spending a lot now to prepare yourself to make more money in the future. Yeah. Um, but as long as you can be careful and, and mindful of your expenses, and if you do have something to, to put away monthly or whatever it might be, like... $50, even a month, $25 a month, like it really adds up because of compound interest and putting it into a high interest savings account or a tax-free savings account, um, whatever it might be f like specifically for that person. But it's the small increments that really add up mm -hmm. that, that people don't think they think like, Oh, it's just $25. Like I don't need to put that away. It's like but with the compound interest over like 10, 15 years yeah. of not touching it, it really, it, it makes such a big difference. It's, it's so underrated. Yeah. It's so underrated. <clears throat> and that's, um, I can speak from like my experience when I was in the bank, that's, mm -hmm. that's like the key to investing a lot yeah. of the time is yeah. $25. Like what would you spend $25 on in a month? The littlest thing. Exactly. Um, but just putting that away in either a tax free savings account or if you wanted to save for a house and things like that, but making sure that you're investing it correctly. So you're not, it's not just going to sit there and get that compound interest you want. Um, so, and like talking to someone, an advisor or doing it yourself, if you're interested in that kind of thing, I think stocks and bonds are, um, like scary to a lot of people, yes. um, and overwhelming and they don't know, they don't have the information to do it, which is okay. And banks have different options in terms of mutual funds and stuff like that. And experts that can do that for you, but, um, you just have to take the initiative to get in and do it, um, and set up an appointment or do it yourself and open up like an iTrade account kind of thing. But there's so many different options in terms of investing. And it's not that you have to have $10,000 to invest nope. today. Yeah. It's 25. Like start small. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it'll turn into a lot. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people would be very surprised. Yeah. How quickly it grows and, yeah. and what it can do. Um, Cause that money over time, when it gets bigger, it becomes a tool, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a down payment on a house. Exactly. It's your graduation, or excuse me, your retirement, your, your children's school, all that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, yeah, money's an incredible tool and you just have to learn how to be comfortable with it and, and kind of see it as your friend, as an ally and to kind of partner with it and help you both grow. Yeah. For, for <laughs> lack of better words. Um, so Raquel, at your experience in the bank, what were some of the most common investments you saw some of your clients delving into? Um, it definitely depends on your goal. Yeah. So depending on students in terms of what their savings goal is, whether it's like a house or if they have children and they want to save for their um, education or if they want to save for retirement, um, there's so many different options. Um, I won't get into it too much because it is like it can get complicated, yeah. but um, 
like if you're saving for a house, you want to look into different options. There's um, first time home buyers plan and things like that. Um, that you can save essentially before tax money in an RSP and take it out yeah. um, penalty free, which is a huge thing to take advantage of. Is that if that is your goal, um, RESP for kids, tax free savings account where your money grows, um, your interest grows without <clears throat> um, getting taxed on it. There's so many different options, and it definitely depends on your goal. And you want to sit down, um, consider your goal, um, like have that idea in your head, and then and then your investing goal. Um, or investing like tools come from that essentially, if that makes yeah, sense. It does. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Thank you for sharing. Um, one thing I think that I personally can do better is I'm, I'm pretty impulsive when it comes to buying. Um, Me too. You know what I mean? If, like you said, if you're out with a, a buddy or something, he's like, oh, let's go stop here. We'll grab a beer, grab a coffee. I almost always say no. Or always almost say yes, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I never say no. So um, it's just one more thing to kind of just keep in mind and, um, it adds up. It really, really does. So, um, I mean, it, money, it's such a big kind of concept that it's really terrifying to a lot of people, but I think you guys have both provided some good insights today as to why, um, it's not okay to be seen that way. And it can be seen as your friend. So just to go back on the, the banking please, thing, please. um, they actually, I know RBC does it. And I'm sure all the major banks do now that they, they can let you like, um, fake trade do yeah. like a fake trading of stocks and they give you like ten thousand dollars of play money obviously but if you're uncomfortable or nervous and like you know scared of like what to expect or think that you can go in with that ten thousand dollars and kind of invest it here and and see how it grows and and then you okay like this isn't so bad maybe i can put in like five hundred dollars or whatever i have to to just try and invest in so it's nice because it gives you those like baby steps for free of like yeah we know this can be intimidating this can be scary like a big point in your life um but this is how we can help you transition into actually saving and for your future and watching everything grow slowly over time because i think that's a big thing too is and i think a lot of people in society now have, have come we we lack patience we lack yeah. patience overall <clears throat> and we don't want to just see that 25 dollars grow to 30 dollars in in like you know a couple months or something it's very slow where you have to you know like take time and patience yeah. to everything takes you know the course of your life to happen and you know you're not gonna be able to buy that house at, at maybe 20 or 25 but maybe when you're 30 or 35 just by just again having patience and and don't be so impulsive i guess as you say like yeah. we're very yeah. impatient and impulsive it's two deadly combos when it comes yeah. to money so. and you want like what you want and you want it now essentially exactly. but like yeah and that's con like those monthly contributions or bi-weekly contributions, yeah. whatever you're doing, that's going to help so much. Um, and I think that's like a way less scary way of thinking about it is just putting $25 away and you set it up once with your bank or yourself or whatever to go into a certain account. You don't have to think about yeah. it anymore and you yeah. get paid whatever day or it comes out the first of the month or whatever it is. And it's out of mind. Like, yeah. so I think a lot of the time it's like you have to sit down and do it and figure out what you want and your goals and put the tools in place and either meet with someone or do it yourself. Um, and then a lot of it, you don't have to think about on a daily basis, exactly. like other than being mindful, obviously, but it's not like you have to invest every day. It's, you're not going to become a stockbroker unless you want to like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? So yeah. um, I think you have to kind of take small steps um, and then you'll to accomplish a big goal. 
Yeah. Essentially. That's a great point. And just going back on what you said, that kind of reminded me, um, do you guys know who Warren Buffett is? Mm. Yeah. And his mantra is everybody wants to get rich quick and they're not willing to put in the time. He wasn't a millionaire until he was in his thirties, wasn't a billionaire until he was in his forties and he slowly accumulated wealth. So that's a great point. I just wanted to throw that out there because he's now worth $84 billion. Right. So, and it's a slow game. Um, and it takes time, but I mean, if you do it right, you do it patiently, and you do it with people you trust, you can definitely accomplish your goals. So, um, anyway, um, thank you guys both for being here. I think that was a great topic. Is there anything um, you guys wanted to plug or say? Anything that's kind of going on? I know we have our host search coming up for this um, in the next few weeks. We're going to be finding some new hosts for the SA Voice podcast. Um, Raquel, any kind of cool events coming up in uh, end of March or April for uh, the SA? There's a lot of events going on. Um, there is a fun thrift shop um, event next week. Yeah. Keep an eye out for that. Advertising coming out soon. Um, the SA is doing a few pub events. I have a placement student who's organizing some really fun oh, pub fun. events. Nice. Um, a casino night and a murder mystery. So oh, keep an eye out go. for those. Um, and then we have an AMC student and his band, The Placeholders, coming to the pub. In, at the end of March. So a lot of fun things going on around cool. campus. I know it's a busy time of year too. Um, and a lot of people are just like tunnel vision till April, but keep an eye out. There's a lot of fun things to keep your campus life fun. That's great. Well, again, thank you guys both uh, very much for being here today. I thought it was an important topic. You guys were great guests, so I appreciate it. Um, and we'll have you on again soon, okay? Thanks, so, Leighton. Awesome. Thanks, Leighton. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. See ya. All right. Well, good conversation. I thought that flowed well. I thought uh, both our guests here were very involved, um, but also came away with some great takeaways. I think uh, the budgeting tip that I used a couple years ago where I just write down everything that I spent my money on in the month, I need to get back into that. Um, and I hope you guys picked up a few tips as well. Um, don't let money be the enemy. Money's your friend. It's a great tool to have. And I think that um, some of the things we talked about today can really translate into your personal life. Um, as Tyler alluded to, it's definitely hard when you're in school and you don't have a lot of uh, spending money and you're not learn earning a larger salary because <clears throat> you're on you're in school right so it's kind of hard to kind of practice these these concepts but just keep them in mind and make sure that um, you kind of are aware of what you're spending or else you'll dig yourself into a black hole but um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's um, podcast I sure did I hope to have both of them back on really soon before the end of the year here um, but one thing I'd like our viewers to kind of keep in mind is we are going to be starting our new host search. So we've had Danny, L, and Reed as our three main hosts throughout the year. Um, I will be back uh, next year, but I think Danny and Reed will be leaving us, unfortunately. They're graduating. Yeah, so um, keep, a sh keep an ear out for that. Keep an eye out for that. And uh, the more information will be coming your way soon of how you can be involved with the SA Voice podcast. Um, you can help us schedule guests. You can help us book guests. You can help us um, kind of find great content that you guys want to listen to. And you guys can, of course be hosts and kind of do what I'm doing right now. So it's a kind of cool job and I hope you guys are interested, but keep your eye out for that. Um, as always, you can find us at SA voice podcast. You can find us on Instagram. You can find uh, um, this exact podcast here, um, SoundCloud, Google podcast, all that kind of stuff, Spotify everywhere. There's podcasts. We are there. Um, anyway, Give us a call at extension 1677 here at the college number and leave us a message with anything you'd like to see, hear, or talk about, and uh, we'll get you back to you. Um, anyway, guys, I hope everybody in, uh, in school enjoyed your reading week and uh, money on the mind. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>